0: The extreme bullying, I don't know what the solution to that is. And that's one of the main reasons I wanted to talk to you today is because I want people to understand that this this problem has not gone away. It's just sort of gone underground. And our children are not getting the support they need. And and we need parents to look at at their own kids and accept that you don't have bad kids just because they've done a bad thing. And 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 we need to stop sweeping things under the rug. One of the most unbelievable stories I I was told during all this is a mom reached out and said that someone was throwing rocks at their child at school. The the children were taken in to meet with the principal and the parents were there and the principal said, well, they weren't rocks, they were pebbles. And and that seems to be a common thread in schools right now. We want it to just go away. We want it to sweep it under the rug. We don't want a a bad perception. Um, I do think that that's a huge contributor to this. At least that's what I faced in the school district I'm in we got no support. I mean, I had to pull her out of a school.
1: Life is gonna give you challenges, struggles. It's gonna force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. This is your first time tuning in to University of Adversity. Welcome, all your regular listeners, welcome back. Today's conversation is something that's very close to my heart, and it's around a topic that I don't personally tolerate, and I think that a lot more awareness needs to bring forth about it, and that is bullying. My next guest, her name is Dana Mathewson, and her daughter has been bullied um, pretty badly to the point where she's been sick, And it's really torn apart their family and their lives. And I really wanted to bring awareness to this because it's not something we've talked about enough, but it's also something that I've gone through personally. And it was really something that impacted my life for many years to come. A lot of you know my story about me getting into alcohol and drugs and partying. And there was always a reason that I was trying to, um, there was, As I've done the work, I've realized that there was a point in my life where things unraveled. And it was around the time where I got bullied. I had moved across the country to a different different city in Canada. Went from being the cool kid to this new place where I was the loser kid. I got bullied and teased. I was getting in fights. I was fighting two kids at once. Kids were throwing scissors at my head. It was really terrible. It was probably the worst year of my life. A lot of stuff happened that year. But now I look at it like, wow, crazy and i still get very triggered by when i hear stories of bullying because i don't tolerate it and let's just say that when i have kids that if that happens i feel i I feel bad for the parents because that's where i believe the responsibility is is the parents and a lot of times these kids are just teaching just learning what they're taught from their parents and it's a really difficult situation and It's something that I really want to talk about. And today's guest, we go into her story and what her daughter's gone through. And I hope that you guys get some real value from this and just understand that this stuff is going on, whether it's cyberbullying, whether it's um, in person, it's terrible and it can really affect people. And I know personally how much it affected my confidence. I unraveled after that. I spent years Going through school, high school, trying to get seek this approval that was destroyed from that those six months. That's the impact it can have, and that it's taken me till I was 38 to understand where on the timeline that happened, and that's where it happened. Those that that specific time. Luckily, yeah, I never got bullied after that. You know, I was always an athlete. It never really was an issue, but it was that those six months that really was tough for me and that's why i can really relate to the story and i really had a great time talking with dana um she's they're going through a tough time and uh, i hope that this can paint a little bit of a picture to you guys about what's going on with bullying so before we get into this episode i also want to remind you guys that the university of adversity first ever Summit is, is May 21st to the 23rd. It's going to be three days of basically a live podcast interview. All of your favorite podcast guests from the past 310, I've picked the ones that have had, look, they've all have impact on the show, but I can't do, I ha- can't have everybody. It's the ones where I felt and I've built a real closer relationship with post interviews that I brought back together. I'm gonna do more of these. I'd like to get everybody on back, but I could only do a certain amount. It's gonna be between 20 and 30 speakers. It's gonna be busy three days, but this is going to be jam packed. It's gonna be live 30 minute interviews, back to back to back. It's gonna be a lot of other fun stuff in between going on. But I really wanna bring you guys a weekend of personal transformation, human connection, healing, and really diving in to each person and giving you a tangible takeaway to walk away with and apply in your life. I have big, big visions for this and all proceeds are going to go to charity. We have Dan Fleischman who's been on a show. He's got a model, it's called the Model Citizen Fund, which gives backpacks and supplies to the homeless or people that have been through a natural disaster. It gives you actual tangible things, backpacks so that you can actually see it's going to help people which i really like and dan was one of the people who inspired me to do this event and he's going to be one of our headline speakers so you guys can get tickets on my website lanceesios.com or go to my instagram click the link on the bio you can get a ticket it's 99 bucks but i promise you it's going to be so valuable and all proceeds are going to charity now Without further ado, enjoy the episode. This is this is a very important topic, everybody. So pay attention, listen to this right to the end. And if you do get value from this, share this with someone you need, tag us in on Instagram, whatever you need to do. And if you are watching this or want to watch this on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. It helps grow the show. It helps grow the awareness of it. And if you can leave us a review, I like to ask this stuff because if I don't ask, it doesn't get done. I know it can become redundant, but if you're new to this and you don't haven't heard me, the spiel, it's really important. The more subscribers we get, the more it boosts the rating of the show and the more people this can impact. So without further ado, Dana Matthewson come right up. And here we go. Dana, welcome to University of Adversity. Thanks so much.
0: Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, this is, um, this is a topic that is very close to my heart and something that actually we don't talk about enough on here I, and and I'm really glad that for you to come on and we can dive into this because it's it's such a serious topic and that's around bullying and you know things have changed I mean I'm 37 and we didn't really have social media when we were growing up as you as well so things have changed and and and, and bullying has become a lot worse and a lot people can't really disconnect like they could before and it's really scary for me to think about what it what it was like like what it would have been like back then if it was now like you know with the tools we have now
0: totally I agree. so
1: where i want to go is like let's let's get right into this okay like your your daughter has experienced some serious bullying that to the point well i'll let you tell it and it's i'm just really excited for you to share this because everybody needs to know about it so go ahead and walk us through the story with your experience and your daughter with bullying
0: sounds good yeah i'll try and give you the cliff notes it's gonna sound made up or exaggerated i promise you it's not um my my little girl kaylee uh when she was in grade four uh four years ago uh she was at a school and something changed in her this child from when she was born she was the happiest child on the planet she sang before she talked she had a smile on her face every day huge people pleaser um not perfect obviously i'm not blind to my children either but but truly a happy people pleasing little girl and in grade four something changed i could see she wasn't the same as she used to be but she wouldn't tell us why so i did all the things that you would think i would do i went to the school i went to the principal, and they kind of swept it under the rug. They said, yes, there's challenges, but this is a really small school and we're working on it and so on and so forth. It did that for several months and she continued to sort of uh, shut down and not be the person uh, that she usually was and was very clearly unhappy. So I ended up changing schools uh, for her at the end of the school year.
1: Um, what grade was she in then? Just so we-
0: Grade four. So okay, this,
1: grade four. Uh-huh.
0: 10, 11 years old. That's the most shocking part for me. OK, OK. So I changed her schools. That wasn't particularly easy, even though we had moved. She was staying in this old school just for continuity to finish off that school year. Um, and she was going to move to a different school the following year anyways. But I ended up pulling her out um, in at the end of May uh, because it was so bad at school. Um, she went to the new school. Things were, things were good. Um, and then fast forward one year. And it was her 11th birthday and she got her first piece of electronics that had access to social media. And within weeks, um, a group chat started which, uh, that was focused on the kids from her old school and Kaylee. Now, thankfully I got a copy of every everything she sent so I could see that happen in real time. But there was a group chat with six kids where in writing with their names on it, they admitted that they pinned her down stole her shoes, rubbed grass in her face, laughed about how they bullied her out of a school, um, and so on and so forth. Um, this happened in the summer. Um, and as I said, these kids weren't at her current school. I took those screenshots and went to the police. Um, and I sort of got, at first they, they, they weren't very receptive until I showed them the emails. And then when you had the written proof that I'm not exaggerating, they were quite horrified but felt that there was nothing that they could do and told me to go to the school district. So I then went and sent you know, the screenshots and all of my information in this story to the school district. And I got to a message that sh- the overall outcome was they told me they were going to send someone to the other school to teach them web etiquette. And that was the end of it. I didn't hear from a single parent. I didn't, nothing. And the parents were informed. They did get copies of these, these messages. At that point, I decided to let it go because Kaylee was at a new school. I dealt with it, um, and and she was moving forward. There was definitely a ringleader in this, someone who was who was spearheading it, um, and uh, clearly has his own challenges. And that following school year, when Kaylee was in grade six, that January, that little boy got uh, expelled from her other school, and they moved him to the school my daughter had moved to. Oh God. Yeah. So it followed her. And as soon as he got there, it all started again. And so that was two years ago in March, two years, almost to the date of where we are right now. And, uh, it ended, it turned out that, that she was so, got so sick from the stress of this, that, Uh, She ended up in the hospital for several months, and for 10 months, she was not able to keep any food down. And by any, I mean she couldn't keep a pill down, she couldn't keep an ice chip down. Everything she ate, she vomited up. And uh, we were in the hospital for two months uh, uh, in the fall, and then we got out for Christmas, and then we went back uh, several weeks later for another two months. And then out of the blue, we were released from the hospital. She, uh, she was no better, nothing had changed. She still couldn't keep anything down. She had been being fed by a pick line. So a line that went into her heart that put calories into her blood. Because even when we, when we put food through the feeding tube into her stomach, she threw that up as well. Um, so, and, and what she had is called somatization. And the most layman way I can put this is somatization is a physical illness. Without a physical cause, and it's caused by trauma. So there's no real like physiological reason for it, but also the people who experience have absolutely no control over it. Um so sorry, I'm jumping around a little bit, but uh so last, last March, um, out of the blue, we were told that we were going to be sent home from the hospital. Um, and I didn't understand why. Of course, now I understand why because we were on the on the brink of a, a worldwide pandemic and they emptied the hospitals out. So Kaylee came home with a feeding tube last March and uh, I was responsible for caring her, for her and there was no support because uh, of the pandemic. Hospitals were closed at first, doctors were closed at first, Zoom wasn't set up at that point. Um, so I learned how to put in feeding tubes and uh, uh, caring for her took, 20 hours a day. Hmm. She would throw up 30 to 40 times a day. And then I would have to sedate her overnight and feed her through the feeding tube, uh, 40 syringes over the course of sort of midnight until six in the morning when she was unconscious.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, And this was all a direct result of of years of relentless bullying. And uh, I I got no support. I mean, in all honesty, uh, i mean i have tons of support from friends in the community but within the school district within the school nothing Mm -hmm. uh they the school themselves they didn't it got so bad that after the story sort of became public the principal of the school sent an email out to every parent in the school basically implying that i was lying Mm -hmm. even though i have i have printed records right there's no there's no way to exaggerate this because i have physical proof right um so when all is said and done, Kaylee is um, doing better now, but it has decimated our life. We had to li- leave the community that she was born in, that my eldest daughter lived in for 20 years, that I lived in for more than 25 years, uh, because she was starting high school this year. So even if I had moved her into in, a different elementary school uh, uh, then, but six months later, she would have been in high school with all the same kids. So we had to you know, move out of our home um, I haven't been able to work, uh, for two years, uh, taking care of her. Um, and, uh, so financially it, it killed us and, uh, you know, it really, it stole her entire childhood. It seems it's, unbelievable. It really does to me. Yeah,
1: no, I mean, it's, it's, that's, that's the, that's the nature of the beast is that people don't realize what goes on in these kids' lives, like they only see one side of it. And I I remember like the same sort of thing. I mean, when you tell a story about it, you feel like people don't believe you. Yeah. Like, I remember like, there's like a question of like, well, they're not doing that. And then when they go to the kids and ask them and you don't want to tell them because you don't want to like, look like you're tattling on them at the same time, you- which is also challenging. Yeah. Um, I just want to circle back to like when it first happened. Mm -hmm. why do you, do you know, like, what is the reason that it started? Was there anything that kind of, that, that was like the, you know, the ringleader started this, but like, what was the reason? Usually there's something.
0: Kaylee is, is, is a little bit different. Uh, Like she, I, I have a good idea of who my children are. And the easiest way to put it is Kaylee doesn't really recognize how her behavior affects other people and social norms. So, but not in the way you're thinking, like not in the way most people think. She is over exuberant and tries to please people too much to the point Mm. where it alienates them. Uh. So she has struggled to make friends because of that. And then of course, she was upping those things. If she got a laugh for one thing, then she would do it 20 times and end up annoying people right? Um, and I also think that bullies often succeed when they see that they're getting results in the reaction that they're looking for. And Kaylee's a sensitive girl. So I think mm. when she was teased, it was very clear that it was upsetting to her. And it just exacerbated the, the whole situation. But to answer your question directly, I don't know of a single thing that she did that that I mean, nothing warrants this for any child. But, but I understand the question. I, I don't. There's not a single thing that could be identified uh, that that she did to to make this happen.
1: So, yeah, I mean, with social media and everything, I think about how challenging that is because you can't really disconnect.
0: Never. That's the difference between what you and I experienced and what uh, my children are experiencing, all of our children are experiencing. It's so much more under the radar now. Mm. And I think the screens take the reality of it away from the kids as well. I think a lot of the stuff that gets said online would never be said to someone's face. You wouldn't walk up to someone and say that to them. No. But you're protected behind a screen. And then, you know, uh, it, it, kids have ways of hiding it much better now than, 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 than we did right. Mm-hmm. It it can be done behind the scenes where it's not being seen, uh, you know, and it can be done consistently and systemically um, without without knowledge. And I do think a, a huge piece of that is that we've, in my opinion, uh, we we we've, we've got to this this place in life where many parents uh, are incapable of seeing their children as anything but perfect. We I get a lot of denial. Uh, and a lot of things getting swept under the rug. It seems that the school and the school district were far more concerned with perception and making it go away. And uh, many parents seem to uh, not accept that that, that kids act like this. And I, and I don't even really fault the children for that. I mean, they're kids, we're supposed to be parenting them. We're supposed to be teaching them. They're supposed to make mistakes. But if we're not in there saying, yeah, no, okay, I totally see that my kid did this and i'm going to deal with it and there will be consequences i think uh, we're missing a lot of that right now and i think a lot of that comes from the fact that i think a lot of people think bullying has gone away it has been you know at, at the forefront and a priority in our schools and in media and you know with pink shirt day and all of that i think i think people don't realize how how huge of a problem it still is. And that's one of the main reasons I wanted to talk to you because when Kaylee's story came out, so many people uh, from just the small community I live live in wrote me and shared the stories of what their children were facing. And it's heartbreaking. It, it, it is shocking uh, what what's going on and what our children are facing. And it's scary that we don't know, a lot, a lot of us don't know.
1: Did you go to this ringleader's parents and see what's going on?
0: That's a great question. So when I went to the police, the first time we were specifically told that we were not allowed to go to the parents, the police went to the parents. um, But but of the six other children that were on that thread, we we did not hear from a single parent. No one contacted us. No one reached out. Nothing.
1: Yeah, I'm interested. I didn't go. I'm interested to see like what kind of parents they are, like what kind of because you're right, it's the 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 children are like products of their environment from home, right? They learn this stuff and and it's sad because a lot of them that bully have been they're get bullied by their own family. Totally. You know, and it's sad because it is the
0: parents' fault. Essentially. That alienates people when I say it like that, but I agree with you. You know, we, we we moved into this this place where we wanted the pendulum to swing, right? what what we wanted to see the 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 trace that we, as parents that we wanted to change, I think we've gone too far, right? We we in, in instead of uh, uh, seeing our children for who they are, it, we want to see them as perfect, and and uh, it, it, that's not who children are, right? Mm-hmm. No one is perfect, and and. It does seem to me that that parent, uh, many parents don't refuse to accept that, right? Everyone gets a ribbon. Everyone gets a trophy. Yeah. Everyone participates, right? Yeah. We're not teaching our children uh, what failure looks like and what consequences look like, because those things are hard. Those things are hard as parents, right? Yeah. It's, 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 it, it, I understand that it's difficult, but I think that we're we're really creating a huge issue with our children, mm. right? That, that uh they get away with this stuff what does that look like when they're adults
1: yeah i don't i don't tolerate it at all i think bullying is is like you know i think of, sometimes i get so rattled up about it because i think about if i had kids i'm like i'm going right for the dad like i'm going like i'd have to be i if somebody's bullying my kid like that would what i'd be what i'd do i'd go right to the dad yeah. and that's just me being like then I'm like oh I gotta calm down here because it 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 does piss me off to the point where like it's one of those things it's an area where you know I've gotten a lot of very calm at controlling things in my life but there's certain topics that still trigger me a lot and that's one of them because you know I I remember when I moved schools I moved across the country and I moved into a new school and I went from being a cool kid to like the kid that was getting like made fun of like the loser of the group and I didn't know how to process it. I was, I didn't know. Like I was just, it was so challenging. And to the point where, you know, I'd have people throwing, I had this kid throw scissors at my head. I had like, this was crazy then. And it was just like I'd get in fights every time I went into the bathroom to the point where I was like, I told my dad, I'm like, I got to leave the school. Like I can't do this anymore. And, You know, there was so much. And it's funny because I look at the root of my behaviors now and they all stem back to like those years of, that was traumatizing because there was a lot of stuff going on in my life at the time. And those teen years are very challenging because you're, you know, you're very emotional. There's a lot of changes happening and it can be traumatizing, which can lead to, once you start to develop alcohol, it's like you can become somebody else by drinking. And these—and that's what happens with people is the they gravitate towards these next things to allow them to kind of numb out of that.
0: And that's Absolutely. a scary thought. A very scary thought, right? Addiction is, is more often than not caused by the need to escape trauma, right? We yeah. know that. And it's becoming more accepted. I mean, even Kaylee's diagnosis of somatization has been very difficult, especially in older generations. I get, oh, she's crazy. No, no, she's not crazy. She has no control over this whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's it's an incredibly difficult uh, illness to manage because there's no solution. You just have to wait. She just has to keep trying to eat and keep vomiting I- until it goes away. So this is... 10 months. She couldn't eat. She was on a feeding tube for 10 months.
1: So they were harassing her that bad that it was making that her badly. sick. That badly. What other, she... stuff, what other stuff were they doing?
0: Oh my goodness. Let's like... These kids at 12 and 13 were dropping words that you and I would never drop, like uh, making fun of her sexuality at 11, calling her lesbian, uh, making fun of her weight. She's not overweight. Um, uh, dropping the N word, uh, like all kinds of stuff. It, it, and it just, it, and, and as I also said, pinned her down, stole her shoes, rubbed grass in her face. I think it was, I think it was more the fact that it was every day, right? It, she never got to to escape it, like. Hmm it I'm sure you're aware recently there was uh, an incident out uh, in Mission where someone was actually like boot stomped for lack of a better way to put it nothing nothing like that happened to Kaylee to that degree Um, but I I think that the the ongoing daily bullying for as long as she can remember um, it, it just got to be too much and and then of course she was doing well, Lance. I moved her to a new school. She would started again, and then, oh my gosh, here he is! Here he is again, and it all starts again. And you know, I—I I, what's what's been very hard for me is, uh, so uh, I was morbidly obese my entire life, like 400 pounds, um, not uh, beyond my control. Uh, I have medical issues, um, and uh, fat is like the one thing that everyone gets behind bullying. Like, I was. Horrendously bullied every day of my life until literally I was thirty. People would yell stuff at me while I was walking down the street, uh, pull up in cars beside me and puff themselves out and point and laugh with my children in the car.
1: Really? Like,
0: n- not exaggerating, not exaggerating in every way, every, in any way, every single day of my life, um, I would, I would experience something. And and some, of it wasn't all ugly. Like some of it was in that nice manner, like. Well, you know, you have such a pretty face. Why don't you, but I don't remember a day in my life ever. I don't have a memory that didn't involve, uh, uh, being told I wasn't good enough in one way or another. So, so, I, so
1: how have you, so let's, let's talk about that. Like how, because this will be useful for your daughter too. Like, how yeah. have you navigated that? What are the tools? Like, what are the things? Because I know it's challenging, but like, you know, there must be some things that you've, you've learned and had to apply.
0: It's, a, it's an interesting question and one I've been thinking about a lot gearing up for, for this interview because I, I never really considered the idea that I had faced adversity. I, I did, like I have a great life, Lanza. The, the good outweighs the bad. The last two years have been exceptionally hard. Uh, the good really hasn't outweighed the bad, but in, in, until that point, I, I don't know. I don't I, I wish I had an easy answer, right? Uh, there I, I work at it. I work hard at being positive and and recognizing the good things i have in my life i do the things i need to i exercise i eat well you know it's all the things that no one really wants to hear when you're really hurting because there's no i don't think there's any real easy answer right mm, i think no. there's not right no. a lot of it is trying to just work hard to push through it and and uh be grateful for for what you have it's so easy to fall into the bad pieces mm-hmm. and from a young age, I, I I don't know. I don't know if it's just something intrinsic in me or or what. I, I can't answer that. I wish I had an easy answer that I could mm. say to everybody, this is how, this is how we can overcome this. Mm. But it's I think a lot of it is personal choice. I also um, take the time to uh, really look at what what my role in it was. Cause in in some things in life where there's adversity, some of that I, I've chosen to take the hard road. Right, um, some of it, much of it, I haven't. But but there are always choices we make that contribute to the the adversity we face. For sure. Right? You know, I've been a single mom since I was 21. Um, I didn't have to do that, right? Um, I, I've lived on my own since I was 16, grade 11. That that wasn't a choice, but you know, uh, I made other choices. I could have done other things. You know, I always try and, and remember that that I am also responsible, at least for some of it. I mean, the extreme bullying, I don't know what the solution to that is. And that's one of the main reasons I wanted to talk to you today, is because I want people to understand that this this problem has not gone away. And it's just sort of gone underground, and our children are not getting the support they need uh, in schools, at least in the communities that, that I've lived in. can't speak for everywhere, but it does seem to be a pretty common thread um and and we need parents to look at at their own kids and accept that you don't have bad kids just because they've done a bad thing and 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 we need to stop sweeping things under the rug one of the most unbelievable stories i i was told during all this is a mom reached out and said that um someone was throwing rocks at their child at school elementary school i don't know which grade and this is not my story to tell but i was so shocked by this that. the the children were taken in to meet with the principal and the parents were there and the principal said well they weren't rocks they were pebbles okay well what what does that matter and also what is can you tell me what the measurement is where a a pebble becomes a rock or like why are why are we having this conversation what difference does it make if they were throwing pebbles or rocks they're still abusing another child Mm -hmm. And, and that seems to be a common thread in schools right now we want it to just go away we want it to sweep it under the rug we don't want a bad perception um i do think that that's a huge contributor to this at least that's what i faced in the school district i'm in we got no support i mean i had to pull her out of a school and then you know her her nightmare followed her
1: so how do kids get disciplined in school these days i have no idea
0: they don't i don't think they don't i mean kaylee and that might and i I could be wrong because kaylee um Kaylee doesn't have that bad piece. Right. Um, she like, so there wouldn't have been things that, that required serious discipline, but I mean, most of the time, if there's ever an issue, I think the parents just get called. What
1: what does, what does she say to you? Like, what is her, what does she, like, how does she express herself around this stuff?
0: It's changed a lot, Lance. Uh, at first she was really shut down the hospital and all of that. Um, it's interesting. Um, it was traumatizing because it was endless tests and endless torture. Um, but I also think she liked it, right? Her mom was there with her. I, you know, I quit my job to be with her and be there full time. Which again, see, that's a choice, right? I didn't have to do that, and it's complicated things. But there, there was no choice for me, right? I needed to be there twenty four seven. That's who I am. Um, but it, that's also a choice, right? She could have been there while I worked in the day. Um, but anyway, she... Children's Hospital is a wonderful place. The Canucks came to visit and the Lions came to visit. And she got crafts every day and her mom was there full-time and her aunties came and visited and her friends came and visited and she was safe. And, and probably a piece of that contributed to her, her not recovering because uh, she was safe and comfortable and happy um and then as i said everything sort of got blown up with a worldwide pandemic being thrown into it and she lost all care whatsoever uh for for a few months and it was and uh yeah it was it was her and i in isolation for for many months um with her throwing up all day and being fed through a tube all night
1: so she still have contact with all the kids or how does that work how does that look
0: no, we had to, as I mentioned, we had to move out of the community. And, um, you know, I, I, I was getting copies of everything. I thought I was on it. I really, you know, I, I, I'll never get over the fact that uh, this happened and it took me too long to figure out. Like, I knew something was wrong. I did. But she didn't share it. Right. And you, you commented on that, on that earlier. Right. She doesn't want to share because she doesn't want to alienate them any further right? She, if, if she tells on them, they're going to bully her more. And, and, her, and her experience was when she told her teachers or the principal, nothing nothing changed.
1: So what are your conversations now with the schools now that things are kind of getting sort of back to normal?
0: So I'm very, very blessed. Uh, we had to, as I said, we had to move to a different community and the community that uh, we live in, she is in um, a phenomenal school. There are only uh, nine other kids in her entire school. Uh, She's a teacher and uh, a counselor and a teacher's aide in that classroom and it's for uh, children who've experienced trauma. So all the other kids in that class have have faced something Um, and she's been there. She went back to school in September and and she's thriving. It's it's not regular school. Uh, It's not uh, uh, a normal environment, Uh, but I mean, nothing is right now anyways, Um, but she's, you know, I feel like uh, she's missing out on a lot of things, and that that you know, as I said, uh, her childhood was stolen. But school-wise she's doing fantastic she's protected and safe and there and there have been no issues and she's catching up Let she missed a year and a half of school
1: how like, is she dealing with the trauma though like who is she working with on the actual trauma issue and is she working on it what is she doing Oh, for
0: absolutely, that? yeah so uh it's that was a full-time job right uh at, at one point uh you know we were we were seeing uh six different types of counselors. Uh she and now she sees a counselor once a week. Uh she gets support from me, support from from school. Um but so know, she's, she's doing she's doing better. She's doing much better, Lance. Like she's uh, she she is eating, uh she's back at school. Um but it's definitely affected her. her sure, she sings again. She said, as I said, she sang before she talked and sang her whole life It stopped for a year and a half. Six months ago, she started singing again. So that was pretty great. Um, but yeah, no, I know it's, I, this will, I. this is going to impact her life forever.
1: How is this, let's talk about you though. Like how much has this impacted you? Because this is, this is a big, big deal. And how, in your family and moving forward, like, you know, how, how has this impacted your life specifically, and what's what what's the plan moving forward? Like, how are you guys going to move forward with all this?
0: It's funny. I've just gotten to a place where uh, I it, I've even had a chance to think about that. Right. It's it's all been about getting her healthy and keeping her alive. I, I, it, it did get to the point where where I didn't think she would make it, and really, it wow. Alive. And yeah, it was it was really bad. Like I can't stress how bad it was and so now that she's in school and she's safe um, now we really start seeing the fallout you know i have a a 20 year old daughter uh, who's in her third year at ubc um who you know i've grossly neglected for two years thankfully she's 20 and doesn't really want to hang out with mom that much anyways but that's very hard to, to deal with um i've lost my life savings uh it was incredibly expensive once we were released from the hospital to pay for her medical supplies plus not working um trying to find a job for the last few months but not not so easy in a, in a pandemic um, it's changed m- many relationships in our life you really see who people are when this kind of stuff happens um, yeah i i it's decimated our, our life it's affected every piece of our life for sure and i think that's a piece people don't think about as well it's not just her but it's the family members uh, as well and 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 quality of life right this is this has definitely affected her quality of life now these are short-term things right these are things that that will turn around but uh yeah it's very very challenging right now in that way but in some ways it's good to be even able to focus on those things right it's good to be even able to think about you know finding a job and and worrying about anything other than keeping her safe and keeping her alive Mm.
1: Well, I appreciate you sharing that. I mean, I know it's not easy to to talk about these kind of things, but um, it's also important to share because it's. I know that anytime anybody shares, it's it's a healing. It's healing when you share, right? And sometimes it's really hard, but um, somebody somebody can hear that and you know it could help them a lot. So I just want to say thank you for for
0: That's my goal. I'm so driven. You know, we. I focused on bad things there, but wonderful things happened too. Right, we had people from the community reach out, and and I was shown so much love, and so many people shared stories, and I I am just so committed to making people understand that this is happening and trying to find solutions for our kids because that's not happening right now. Like I. It's not, this. what happened to Kaylee as I said was swept under the rug and an email was sent out calling me a liar um, and it just sort of went away. Now that is exacerbated by the pandemic for sure but um, I, I, I'm I, not going to let this go. I want there to be change in my daughter's name that something has to come out of this. Something has to come out of this nightmare that is beneficial and if we can help and, and that's, Kaylee's, that's Kaylee's passion as well. Um, the newspaper did a story on her uh, a year ago, and that was something I was not comfortable with. Um, believe it or not, I'm not super great at sharing. Uh, I'm usually a pretty private person, but it takes
1: courage to share. So honest, I'm just acknowledging that. so well done it 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 takes a lot of courage to share.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. but but it, it's easy in this case, right? because i'm I'm empowered because I want change in her name.. So, something has to come out of it right and then something has to come for all of the people that shared with me as you said sharing is not easy and i heard and so many parents reached out across so many schools uh in in our little communities and it's not this is not a one-off this is an extreme case for sure right but it's not a one-off kids are experiencing this stuff um every day and uh social media is is a nightmare that we can't manage. We do not know how to manage it. As I said, when Kaylee got uh, her first her first electronic device, I thought I was on it. Like I got copies of everything she sent. Uh, I, I accessed the phone every night and looked, but still they were able to to get yeah. through and that happened. You know, there were, it's yeah. always a win.
1: There, yeah. So what do you just, cause I like to give the people listening out there some tools they can maybe walk away with and apply. What should, Involving bullying, where do you see some of the solutions? And where do you see from your experience? Like what can people look for? What are some red flags that that maybe a parent that's hearing this is like, oh man, I didn't even know. Maybe, maybe maybe my kids bullying somebody or I'm my kids getting bullied, like, you know, opening up that awareness. What are some of the things that people should watch out for?
0: Um so I wanna be clear that I'm certainly not an expert on this, right? Um, this is largely anecdotal in my own opinion. For sure,
1: yeah, I mean, you're just sharing, I, you know? Right? Like...
0: Uh, certainly if you see a change in your child's behavior, right? if you see a change in the way that they're acting, something's going on and um, we need to, you need to look into that. I needed to look into it better, Liz. Like, I, I asked every day and I t- thought I was asking the right questions and this still happened to her and i'll i'll never forgive myself for it i thought i was on this right um and i what i but i really think that what parents need to do what we all need to do is push our government and push our school districts to do better um bullying has has largely fallen off off the radar like it's in everybody's mission statement right if you read every school's mission statement or every school district's mission statement it's you know we don't put up with this and this and Uh, eradicating bullying is our priority but it's not our kids aren't being uh aren't learning about it very much very very surface level um and and uh, the fact that they're getting away with it and it's being swept under the rug is just exacerbating the problem
1: so but was there yeah totally no yeah I mean it's it's so it's so true it's can't get brushed under the rug yeah but as far as I just kind of want to go into specific red flags on social media in our, and is social there any, anything that you see? Because like, to be honest, like I, I, I don't know what's going on. I know my social media, but like, I don't know what the kids are doing. Is there anything yeah. that anybody should watch out for or?
0: I beg you put, put parental controls on your kid's stuff. Mm-hmm. Not only, not only for the bully, but to protect them from the ugly that is out there. Cause there's a lot of ugly out there. And it changes all the time. They find workarounds all the time. So, my, my my strongest recommendation is is there there are parental control apps that you can put on it. Check your child's phone, limit alone time on the phone. And I mean, obviously, we know that only works to a certain age. You know, I have a twenty year old daughter too. If I tried to do that at sixteen, it wasn't going to happen. But our kids are getting access to 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 uh, social media so young now, mm. right? Eleven and twelve years old. And they are not equipped to handle that. They um, get
1: social media younger than that, even.
0: Yeah. yeah. Younger than that. You, it's like crazy. It younger and younger. I think it's getting it's, younger and younger, it's right? It's
1: crazy. It's yeah. crazy.
0: And, and I, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is because it, it's a nightmare. But I, I think as parents, we really need to change um, our focus and um, to to uh start you know go back to, to um, parenting our kids and not you know um thinking they're perfect and and not uh um refusing to to believe that your child would do something wrong it doesn't make you doesn't make you a bad parent i think people get so worried about judgment and and um and looking like a bad parent because your child did something wrong and that's just simply not the case right they're children yeah yeah and I, and I do think uh, uh, we need to be very careful about who our kids are hanging out with, too. Right? Pay attention, because uh, often uh, there's a ringleader, and you know, it gets it gets quickly even at that age into mob mentality. Right? Oh, it yeah. really, it really does, which is crazy, but it really does seem to do that. Some some of the people that were involved with what happened to Kaylee, I would have never believed that they were that, that they would have done that, and clearly they, you know, or my hope or my rose colored glasses thought is that they just got wrapped up in it. I refuse to believe that any of these kids would have done this if they understood the impact they were having on her. I I, I, I can't live in a world where people are that malicious or evil. I, I, I don't think our children are taught um, the impact of their actions. And I think uh, as a society, we're largely lacking empathy. Mm. Nowadays, right? Um, there doesn't seem to be enough drive to to um, drive change. I guess there doesn't seem to be um, enough uh, enough voices being heard. Uh, things fall off the radar so quickly now, right? Even what happened in Mission with that girl who who was so horribly abused—it was all over media, right? For for a week, and then it was gone. Right, and that's going to affect her life forever, and her family's life forever, and it's going to affect the 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 kids that did it as well. Right, they need help as well. They're they're children. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I uh, I yeah. certainly certainly don't know what the solution is, Lance. I so I so wish I did. Uh, for me, my solution right now is just trying to get the message out there and trying to make people aware and trying to see trying to, to figure out what we can do to evoke change. Well, You
1: you, you are doing that, right? You aren't, you aren't trying, you are doing it right. Like this is what you're doing is like these conversations and it's about awareness. And the more you, the more conversations like this, people have, the more people can, can realize that it's closer to home than they think. Totally. So you are doing it. So, you know, like you're already making that, that step. Right. So, um, I appreciate you coming on and sharing, you know, I I'm definitely, this is something that is very close to me and I know that it can be very challenging for the whole family and, you know, for anybody that's going through this. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing this and, and bringing the awareness to
0: it. I'm, I'm so incredibly grateful, Lance. Um, uh, and if, if there's anything that anyone wants to reach out and talk to me about or anything you can suggest that I do anything, anything I can do to help move, um, move forward on finding solutions to this because, uh, our, our children shouldn't be exposed to this. Mm. It's, uh, it's terrifying. And, and, uh, Kaylee says to me, um, I want to move forward and talk about this. Cause obviously I, I speak with her, right. And make sure that she's okay with me sharing her story. Cause this is her story, not mine. And, uh, her response the first time, even in the hospital, was even if I can help one kid not go through this, then it's worth me sharing my story, and and that's how I feel about it as well. As I uh, said, it's not, not my happy place. I'm not super comfortable, but I I I it, it's overpowered by the fact that I we need to to protect our kids.
1: Well, you know, you know, it's hard to see now, but this might be the thing that propels her forward later on. That's it's, my hope. It's 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 uh it's very hard to see in the moment but you know she gets through this and learns the lessons you know she this is stuff that is gonna she's gonna be able to help so many people and it's like it's it's so hard to look at it like that but man you know that's the only way we can sometimes it's like well this has happened what are we gonna do how can we now that we've gone through this situation it's been you know shitty it's been difficult okay First of all, build awareness, bring awareness to it, and it's like, how can we take this and empower other people? First, so this doesn't happen, and second, so that if it does, people have the tools to get through it.
0: Exactly, right? right? So that they don't end up like Kaylee and yeah. lose years of their life and in the hospital. That's that's the goal. Mm-hmm. And as as you commented, I'm with you. I I I have faith that this is going to help her long term, and she wants to be a nurse now. So. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that her, her desire to help people is, is uh, full on at this point. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's, we're, we can always find positives, right? For sure.
1: for sure. Where can everybody check you out or find out more about like, if they want to talk to you or they want to, you yeah, know,
0: right now you can reach me through, um, uh, Facebook or my email. I, I gave you both. You, I'm happy cool. for you to do those. We'll, perfect. Um, we'll,
1: we'll put yeah. them in the show notes.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah, and if there's any follow-up, if there's anything I can do, I, uh, I'm i so grateful for this, Lance. Thank you. Uh,
1: I appreciate it. I'm grateful too. Thank you so much for coming on. It takes a lot of courage. So well done. Thank you. Pleasure. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Please hit that subscribe button if you aren't already. And if you are wanting to watch future episodes on YouTube, subscribe there as well. If you got value from this, share it with somebody that needs it. Tag us in an Instagram story. Or if you feel called, leave us a review. It's greatly appreciated. I hope this gave you a little bit of awareness on bullying and the importance of it and how it shouldn't be tolerated. Also guys again, get your tickets for the University of Adversity Summit, first ever summit, May 21st through the 23rd. All proceeds going to charity. It's going to be amazing 3 days of personal transformation, connecting and healing with all with a, with 20 to 30 of the past guests we have been on the show. There's going to be lots of fun, lots of surprises in there and you guys are going to love it. All right, much love. We'll catch you next time.